Wherever cancer is, Hancock Health will fight. In any part of you and in all corners of East Central Indiana. From Indianapolis to Greenfield to Knightstown to Rushville. From hospital rooms to family rooms, we fight. With technology and medicine. With care backed by the wisdom of Mayo Clinic. For you, for your family, and for your future in Rush County. We fight cancer here. HancockHealth.org slash cancer. Good morning. It is Monday, December 11th. It is six minutes after nine with Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Before we get in the big uh, program, I'd like to acknowledge whoever decorated the studio. The Christmas lights are up. There's a Christmas tree. I'm guaranteeing you that was Terry, Terry, Terry and the first day people. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Without a doubt. Well, it looks really nice. So thank you to them for doing that for us. All right, Rob, let's uh, begin by talking about this new Wall Street Journal poll. In it, it shows that President Biden's political standing is at its weakest point of his entire presidency. Voters giving him his lowest job performance marks and uh, favoring Donald Trump for the first time in a head-to-head competition for the 24 presidential matchup. Oh, we're going to find out how much society actually hates itself because what what possible reason at this point could there be to vote for Joe Biden? If you are a reasonable person, a person, a human being who can be reasoned with, and I get that there's 30... 35% of the country who no longer fits that billing. Mm-hmm. But if you are one of the 65%, 70%, whatever it is that's left, what possible reason could you look at the condition of this country and go, give me give me some more of that? Give Casey. me more of that. Well, I know you said reasonable person, so this won't qualify, but there are the blue no matter who. Sure. People. Well, there's the yeah, there's the the irrational, you know, the woman who was screaming when Trump got sworn in. That's now you see it memes and gifts and whatever. But I still want to think that the majority of this country wants what's best for the country. I realize that that number is shrinking by the day as there's many, many people out in society who just simply hate our country and would love to see it burned to the ground and started in some new Marxist dream scenario but i still want to think that while the majority of people may not care for donald trump's behavior they are willing to say we cannot we cannot under any circumstances continue this way for four more years and so i will deal with not being able to look at his twitter or his truth or his press conferences so that my family can afford food (laughs) i mean that's where we're at Mm -hmm. well let's get into some of these numbers only 23 percent of voters say that biden's policies have helped them personally while 53 percent say they've been hurt by his agenda but when we look at the actual numbers so you've got trump sitting at 47 percent with biden Biden sitting at 43% in a head-to-head with just the two candidates. And I know that you have said, I'm not looking at any poll, Wall Street Journal or anybody, if it doesn't include the independents. Yeah, if it doesn't, yes. Like for, so for now, it would be Robert F. Kennedy Jr. Right. In when, this poll, yes or no? He is in this poll. Oh, okay, very good. So when you throw him into the mix, he takes away 17% support and he sits at 8%, which is also his Wait, wait, that didn't didn't, didn't make any sense. He takes away 17% and he sits at 8%. Well, he takes 17% away from either Biden or Trump. Uh Uh-huh. And then in total, he gets 8%. Casey, again, that doesn't make any sense. How could he take 17% away from someone and sit at 8%? Well, because he's taking, but they're not saying they like him. They're saying- 
Third third candidate, good, 17% taken away, but only 8% say they'll vote for Kennedy. Like, they're waiting for this other oh, random third I see. candidate I to see. show up. Okay, very good. So, again, point proven, the mm-hmm. point that I have made for months now on this program, that if a viable third-party person gets into the race, it does alter the condition of the country, mm, right, correct. or the or the or the electorate, correct. right? Okay, very good. So, so it's thir- so Trump's lead expands mm-hmm. six points. Yep, thirty-seven, thirty-one. When five, this again according to MSN, mm-hmm. uh, that five potential when you put five potential independent or third-party candidates into the race. Yep, they combine they combine for seventeen yep. percent support. Yep. Eight percent of that is Robert F. Kennedy Jr. Exactly. Okay, very good. Thank you. So who are those other random third Maybe it's party? the Oprah. <laughs> maybe it's maybe it's the rock. Could be. Maybe it's uh the point is, okay, so now we've got 30, 37, 31, which seems a bit different than what we had seen before, where the independents appeared to pull more from Trump than they did Biden. But now be, we're beginning to see maybe if you take this poll on its face that the, they are pulling more from Biden than Trump. Either way, doesn't matter. Trump has the lead, no matter who you factor in. So this poll gets a thumbs up in terms of something we can talk about. Now, here's something else that's interesting. When you take Trump out of the mix and you put Joe Biden against Nikki Haley, Nikki Haley even beats Joe Biden, 51 to 34. Well, and I would think that... 17-point lead. Well, she's very li- she's very liberal slash moderate Republican on most things. So I would think there would be a lot of Democrats who would actually like her compared to Trump. Now, you might as well just DeSantis, Nikki Haley, just stop doing the, in a hypothetical matchup, Nikki yeah. Haley. D- d- no, stop. It's Donald Trump against whatever sea hag sea creature the democrats throw out there (laughs) and let's just operate from you know from that perspective well if you do have ron desantis in there they're dead even biden at 45 desantis at 45 isn't that interesting that desantis according to this poll now again it's within the margin of error and etc but isn't it interesting that in this poll desantis does worse than trump Mm mm-hmm yeah, and Nikki it's, Haley. It's crazy. Even though everybody's claiming he's winning all of the debates. Why would anybody want to be like Florida? <laughs> Boy, that sounds terrible. Okay, so J.D. Vance, you know him. He's the guy from Ohio. Yes. He was on CNN over the weekend, and uh, he gives his case to vote for Trump. Do you really have no concerns that Donald Trump might try to abuse his power if reelected? No, Jake, I don't. Look, the guy was president for four years. We had peace. We had prosperity. We had wages rising faster than inflation. Joe Biden has been president for three years. Now the average Ohio family pays 10000 more to afford the same standard of living. Uh, the idea that Trump is going to be radically different than what he was four years ago is, is just preposterous. He was an effective, successful president. Uh, I think he will be an effective, successful president again. That's why I've endorsed him. And I, and I think this desire to make the election all about the past is indicative of the fact that Democrats don't have much to run on. I think Republicans do. Wait, wait, wait. So I love the, how he phrased that question. Do you think Trump might abuse his power? The current president openly went out on national television and said, I can't, was this the shot? I think this was the where you got to get your company. If you got more than 100 employees, you got to get the shot mm-hmm. or um, or your your you're out he openly said ah this probably won't hold water against the 
Supreme at the Supreme Court. Court, but I'm going to do it anyway. Mm-hmm. And this guy's concerned about Trump abusing, abusing his, his power. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Pa, this is Kettle. You're black. But isn't it also interesting that shows like CNN and, and CBS and NBC, all the mainstream media, they're having more and more Republicans on talking about binomics and how awful it is. It's almost like they're turning against old Joe Biden. Well, your theory, I think, is the most interesting one. You do not believe that in January, Biden's going to come out and say i'm too old and feeble to run i'm out your theory is he will he they will secure his nomination and then shortly before the convention mm-hmm. there will be some sort of health issue or something and he will say well i cannot continue and then thus the party insiders will be able to pick whether it is michelle obama or the oprah mm-hmm. or the rock or gavin newsom or whoever or whoever it is that they want they're not going to run the risk of bernie sanders right. being the nominee and now there's the other new option that's on the table if it's not a health issue it's uh he's got to help his son hunter yes who has now recently been indicted on more tax debate yeah tax we couldn't, we couldn't get into that on friday because we were trying to be happy and positive because it was radiothon day mm-hmm. and uh gosh darn it I, maybe we'll get into that a little later today. we will but here's also uh jd vance same show he's on cnn and and he's responding to the buzz about him being a potential vice president pick for Donald Trump. But before you go, Axios is reporting that you're on Donald Trump's shortlist, possibly for uh, 2024 to be VP. Any interest? Look, I was elected to be a senator for the people of Ohio. I think that's the way that I'm most effective. But I'm going to help Trump however I can, because I think he was a good president. I think the American people will benefit from having him president again. Look, I lived in a different state and then went to Ohio. And uh, look, uh, you know, what. <laughs> It's always, I always love these. I always love the uh, the way they downplay this. Like I, I'm so I'm so taken aback that anybody would even mention me as a vice. Of course, I'm these, so surprised. These people they live to move up the <laughs> the ladder, and of course he would consider. It. The question would be what what does this guy bring to the table? Ohio. Though? But he already has Ohio. Yeah. I mean, it's a deep, it's, there was a time where you would say, even not that long ago, what, I guess 2015, you would say, oh yeah, the Ohio is really in play and you're going to need all the help you can, you can get. Uh, no way. It's, he's got to pick a woman, doesn't he? He's got to pick you a woman. You think so? He's got to pick a woman. Oh, doesn't he? I hope he, he picks the best person for the job. Now, Casey. That's what we always want, bah. right? Surround yourself with good people and let them do their job. Ah. That's the secret to success. Hey, uh, I don't know if you heard it. We'll get to it later, hopefully in the show. But Kevin McCarthy was on uh, CBS over the weekend, and he, he said he he wants to get a cabinet position. Ah. <laughs> of course he does. Sure. He said goodbye, but not for long. It is 17 minutes after 9 with Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Good morning, 21 minutes after 9 with Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. So the three pillars of marketing, expectation, realization, memory. This is the memory part. Let's recap Radiothon. You were a crazy person out there this year. What? You were absolutely crazy. You and Mel, somebody sent me a message and said that they thought this was the year that you guys were going to really go at it. Oh. I thought you mean more than what they are? You missed some of the old ones, Casey. That was nothing. Really? This was tame? Um, 
<laughs> well, you know, Mel gets awfully bossy, and it's like, look, I got to make this radio station run 364 other days out of the year, lady. Yeah. So I'm here to help. <laughs> I'm going to do the best I can. Uh-huh. But you're not gonna, you're not gonna, you know, boss me around here. And so, no, it's fine. And we did a new record. Mel's great. Mel is uh, totally taken the radiothon to a new level, mm-hmm. and uh, she and Sam do such a great job with that. And deserve all the credit because we it's a new track record, Casey. Mm-hmm. I know. It was the station's 29th anniversary for the WIBC Radiothon. And they had a big goal. It was 415000 And I thought, ooh, that's going to be a close one. It always makes me nervous when you tell people what the goal is because if you don't reach it, it's like wah, wah. Right. But not only did uh, our listeners step up, but they completely exceeded it and passed the $415,000 goal, ultimately getting more than $460,000. Yeah, it's a new track record, and it is, all the credit goes to the uh, the audience who mm-hmm. donated to the very fabulous businesses who support, many of them support this radio station, 365 days a year who, who donated, and then obviously uh mel and sam get everything lined up and then well let's face it casey mm-hmm. it's the air talent that really you know it's 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 like getting a lead and then taking it into the ninth inning we are the mariano rivera mm-hmm. of fundraising operations <laughs> we close the door it's so inspiring major rachel stouter uh who's the area commander for the salvation army of central indiana she said that she spent most of the event saying thank you not only to callers but to sponsors and to on-air hosts and she said and to God, it truly was an amazing event. And this is why our show is the most, well, there's only, is, my dad used to tell me there is no no standard of unique or versions of unique. You're either unique or you're not. So could it be the most unique? That's not a thing, right? I would be. It's unique. It, it, our, but our show is, how about this? Most different? Can you be most different? <laughs> Our show is different from every single other show. It's bigly How about different. That? Yeah. Because we're the only show where there's high drama at the Radiothon. Uh-huh. All the other ones, oh, this is so sweet. It's Terry and Denny, and uh-huh. then it's Denny and Mel, and uh-huh. it's Hammer and Nigel, and it's Matt Bear and Ryan Hedrick, uh-huh. and then it's the whole uh, you know Saturday morning gang there together, and everybody... Our show is the only show where people are glued to their radio because someone might get injured. <laughs> who do you think at brings, the radiothon? Who do you think brings the drama <laughs> in this scenario? We give the people what they want, okay. Casey. We well, give the people what they want every single year. Well, thank you to our listeners for uh, stepping up. It was amazing, and and all of that uh, money and their donations are going to go to good use. Let's uh, let's talk about one thing that we also did not get to on Friday because it just didn't seem appropriate talking about an old man walking around naked in the White House. <laughs> but that's exactly what Alex Jones has said. He had an interview with Tucker Carlson, and he said his sources say that Joe Biden is completely out of his mind, and he wanders around naked in the White House. You see the system, the media going after Biden, and he deserves it, but they were covering it up until now. Now they're covering the laptop. Now they're covering attack on the dog. Now they're covering, you know, all of his senility, all the corruption, the Chinese spies. Attacking a dog. What a pig he is. I'm sorry. Well, I mean, I was told that by Secret Service and by uh, people that, let's just say, work with them. And I'm going to leave it at that. But I actually have a contact for you. I'd like to be able to hear it from them. But when this is over, I'll let you actually hear it from yourself. I think they'll tell you off record. I think they're willing to talk to you. Uh, but yeah, he, he, he is completely out of his mind. He wanders around for the entire two and a half years. But it's getting worse. Naked in the White House. Uh, in the middle of the night, doesn't know who he is. They have to give him a bunch of drugs, yeah. a bunch of amphetamines in the morning. Then they've got a drugging. 
uh, at night. Sometimes he's got it, though. He'll like be out for the morning for a while, and then he comes back out at night for a ball. That's when there's a real problem. He is on drugs. I, I have established that. I know someone who witnessed it. I'm not guessing at this. I know someone personally who witnessed him uh, taking amphetamines. And this was this was during the 2016 uh, 20, 2020 election. So how's this going to? That's huge. I know you don't play games. You've been proven no, I don't play games. That's a sight you can't unsee. Joe Biden walking around the White House naked. All right, uh, we don't have time to get into it right now, but I want to mm-hmm. talk about Alex Jones later in the show. Sure, how he was re- reinstated on X. On X, and he's mm-hmm. got this platform with Tucker Carlson, and I think that's very interesting, and I want to get into that. But does, does any of this surprise you? Like Joe Biden is an is an an older person who clearly mm-hmm. has multiple issues with his faculties. You mm-hmm. have a f- person who told you that it's even worse than that, yeah, right? Yeah. That, I mean, who is a very Reliable, reliable source. Reliable person. Yeah. This shouldn't surprise. It's like, it's like some breaking news that old man with mental faculties wanders around naked. Well, yeah, that's what old people with mental faculties issues do is they do things like wander around. One of the many things. And that the fact can that happen. he is taking some sort of something to try to help him with that shouldn't mm-hmm. surprise anyone. I don't. I don't think it's that big of a, a story. I think it's something we all kind of already suspected. But I do want to later get into, I think it's fascinating that Tucker Carlson mm-hmm. is giving Alex Jones this sort of platform and credibility. And I, I, Tony got into this this morning and I thought it was very interesting. So I'd like to maybe later sure. let's deal with the Alex Jones thing. When we come back, though, Casey. Yeah, we've got Nikki Kelly who's going to join us. Uh, the big, we did not get a chance on Friday to take our victory lap over John Rust uh, defeating Todd Rokita and super lawyer Jim Bopp in court. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I am loathe to point out Todd Rokita's shortcomings as an attorney, but we're going to have to do that when we come back. And it was a win <laughs> for a huge portion of the populace in the state mm-hmm. of Indiana. Uh, John Rust winning his case in court about that just totally corrupt, terrible election law that yep. keeps 81% of the saying, state from running. They're saying you can run. Yeah, absolutely. All so right. we'll talk about that when we come back with Nikki Kelly. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. WIBC, it is the Kendall and Casey show. I'm Rob Casey's here. And you know, Casey, yeah. we, boy, we didn't get to take a victory lap on Friday. And uh, well, you know us, we're, we're never one to miss an opportunity to take a victory lap. I know it's your least favorite part of the program <laughs> is when you have to tell everybody how right you were. Correct. Yeah. And you know, it was Salvation Army Day and Radiothon Day. And we didn't, we didn't want to distract from raising money for the Salvation Army, but it is a new day, Casey. And well, throughout <laughs> much of the day, we're, we're taking a victory lap today. The big ruling came down on Thursday that mm-hmm. uh, the Indiana election law is essentially unconstitutional that requires you to vote in two consecutive primaries in order to run in that party's primary. John Rust, the big winner there. And we'll have John Rust actually later on in the program Yeah, today. he's going to join us at 11 o'clock this morning. Yeah, to talk about that big win. But in the meantime, let's try to see what some of the ramifications are, what some of the other politicians across the state are saying. Nikki Kelly from the Indiana Capitol Chronicle joins us now. Nikki, hello. Hello, how are you? Hey, we're doing just great. So, you know, you have your ear to the to the pulse of politics, uh, not just here in Indianapolis, but across the state. What's kind of been the reaction, especially from the Republicans, about this big ruling in favor of John Rust essentially throwing out a big part of Indiana's election law? Yeah, uh, Republicans are not pleased at all. <laughs> Um, and, the, and they certainly want to see this appealed immediately, as Attorney General Todd Rikita has already done. So they basically feel that it's their primary, and, and they should be able to control kind of 
who runs as a Republican. Um, but Judge Dietrich found that, you know, once you get into a state-run system and finances, you know, there's there's a balancing line. And he thinks that it was over with the two primary rules. You know, it, what was interesting about the ruling is there were multiple areas where he said this should be thrown out. He went into various parts of the Constitution. I thought it was a very thorough uh, opinion. What say you? Yeah, I think the strongest part of the ruling was less about John Russ and more about how it impacts both younger voters and new residents of Indiana. He pointed out that there are sections of the Constitution that say you can run when you're 21 for certain, like state rep, things like that, and that you only have to have lived here for two years. But depending on, you know, how the elections fall and when you move here, this law basically makes that longer. Uh, Nikki Kelly, our guest with the Indiana Capital Chronicle, we're talking about the big ruling on Thursday, which uh, threw out a big part of Indiana's election law. Throughout the two, uh, two the people were required to have voted in two consecutive or two most recent votes in a primary in order to run in that party's primary. Go ahead, Casey. Nikki, I'm wondering if you can tell why is Jim Banks so worked up about Rust, John Rust? I mean, there's other people that are running in this Republican primary as well, but he just keeps a attacking John Rust. What is the deal? I think it's probably twofold. And I wrote a column about this last week that ironically was going to run Friday and I had to rework it after the ruling. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, I think it's twofold. I think John Rust has money Mm -hmm. and can do more than some of the other candidates who are filed. You know, John Rust is, is, you know, he's up on billboards. He's driving around the state in a big RV. He's doing ads. So there is a little bit of that. I also think some people just do better when they kind of have an opponent and they can focus on, you know, they can, it can get them going. I think that might be the case with, with uh, Congressman Banks. Now in marketing, typically if you're number one, you don't mention number two because it legitimizes them. And it seems to me that Jim Banks keeps mentioning John Russ and all of these attacks. Isn't that what he should not be doing? I mean, shouldn't he just be ignoring it and hoping it will go away, but instead he keeps talking about him. I agree. I mean, I think he's lending credibility to his opponent and giving his opponent more traction than John Russ would get on his own. Now, obviously, this lawsuit makes it a little different. And every time we write about the lawsuit, that's, you know, free earned media for John Russ. Mm -hmm. So I think, uh, you know, when I asked the bank's campaign about it, they basically said, look, we're not taking anything for granted. And here's a great reason why we, you know, we could have ignored this. And now he can still be on the ballot. And so um, pending appeals, obviously. Uh, Nikki Kelly, our guest, we're talking about the big ruling that came down last week that threw out a big portion of Indiana's election law. The uh, the requirement that you had you had to vote in two consecutive uh, primaries of that party in order to, to be eligible to run for that party. You know, the one that always got me, Nikki, was and, and I think Dietrich mentioned this in his ruling. Well, even if you didn't vote in two consecutive primaries, if the party likes you, there's one unelected person, which is a county party chairman, who could just go, no, nah, it's fine. You you could stay. I mean, that is just t- totally ridiculous that that's how we are judging who can run for public office. Yeah, that was part of his ruling is basically they didn't set up any any guidelines or guardrails for what gets you that exception. 
and it's unequal treatment because a you know a chairman in one county might have a different way of judging whether you're Republican than a chairman in another county. Some chairmen just refuse to give anyone an exception, you know, versus others that do. And and yes, John Russ definitely has voted in Democrat primaries. But, you know, in his side, he shows that, you know, he's never given to Democrat candidates. Um, You know, sometimes there weren't good Republican races or he was supporting a friend, that kind of thing. So the whole question of whether voting in two primaries actually shows that you're a Republican was a key theme of the ruling. Uh, In the ruling, Abdul had a big piece on this over the weekend. In the ruling, the judge did not address this directly, but he alluded to it. It sounds like the signature requirement, which is you got to get 4,500 signatures in throughout all nine congressional districts, could be the next one to go. Are the Republicans that you've talked to, are they worried about that now? No, I haven't heard that at all. The the signature requirement has been challenged before and been upheld. Uh, This two primary rule is a lot more new. And I think, honestly, if this had challenged the one primary rule, which it was, it was currently, it was one primary before 2021 when they upped it to to two primaries, I think that probably would have survived, uh, largely because that the issues with residency and age wouldn't wouldn't come into play. Is so? Is this a case where the because you make a good point? Uh, up until twenty twenty one, it was one primary. Is this a case where the Republicans got so greedy that they got kind of caught with their hand in the cookie jar and it ended up biting them in the backside? Well, we'll see. Um, you know, this case could be for the Indi- be before the Indiana Supreme Court pretty quickly. They could obviously, due to the compressed time frame, it'll move fast. Um, And there is some precedent kind of both ways on the side. So it'll be a fascinating, fascinating decision. Nikki Kelly from the Indiana Capitol Chronicle joining Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Nikki, do you see that this is going to change future elections? Big, like big time? Like we know it's going to change this one. Do you see a lot more candidates entering the fold in the future? Yeah, I think definitely more. I know last year, or yeah, I sat through that Indiana Election Commission meeting the first time the two primary rule was in effect. And just case after case after case, they tossed people off the ballot. Um, And they were new new Republicans, Mm -hmm. or they didn't know, or, you know, COVID really brought out a lot of people who didn't like how Republicans handled that. So I think they were trying to tamp that down a little. Um, so it would it'll definitely provide more competition in primaries. That's for darn sure. Nikki, before we let you go, there's big drama at the state house, and that is someone is very angry supposedly that their Christmas tree was not as big as the other oh, statewide right. office. Who, who was it? Yeah, you know. Come on, tell. I look. Here's the deal. So <laughs> I can't. I have it from very good sources but they're not comfortable with being named. And this office holder has not returned any emails or calls. (laughs) I even tried to talk to the tree farm. So until I can get someone who's willing to be named, Mm -hmm. I can't quite say that. But let me just tell you, it's 100% accurate. What if we guess? Will you you say yes, no? Yeah, Nikki, blink twice. Abdul sent the cheat sheet. It was Diego. Blink twice if it's Diego. (laughs) Okay, very good. There we go.
Nikki Kelly, I'm hey, not, you're you, go ahead. I'm not doing anything. <laughs> uh, Nikki Kelly, you are the best. Thank you for all you do, and everybody should go read your piece about uh, this big election ruling at IndianaCapitalChronicle.com. Thank you. Thank you. And you're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Good morning. It is 15 minutes away from 10 o'clock with Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Question. Yeah. Is there an expiration date on shampoo and body wash? <laughs> Not from the smell of it. <laughs> okay, so um, we I think we touched on this last week mm-hmm. that because they are they Urban One is moving all the radio stations around, mm-hmm. a bunch of offices are being moved around, yeah, and the same office that I have had since I the came, beginning of time came to this place yeah. in 2016. I am being I, look. I don't know what the trail of tears actually felt like, yeah. but I kind of feel like this is what I'm experiencing now, mm-hmm. where I'm being kicked off my land. Mm-hmm. And and you know, somebody <laughs> said, "We've seen you make your ruling. Now let's see you enforce it." You staked your claim, and then somebody came along and said, "You got to go." Yeah, and so I am f- being forced to move up with you. Mm-hmm. Um, Sorry about your luck. Well, as you can see, my office is very neat. It is kind of weird that I have never had an office with the person that I worked with. Mm-hmm. I've always been behind the person that I've worked with. <laughs> and Pushing. So, so I've been moving all of my stuff yeah. and throwing my stuff away. And I came upon it, like one of those it's like the sort of thing you'd get for Christmas. It was like a travel bag yeah. of Old Spice body wash and shampoo. Yeah. I am certain I had it here from use of one of my many late night endeavors. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And and I was wondering, I have no idea how long I've had it back there, but I'm guessing, I mean, it's been at least three or four years now. Well, Uh, I did spray the body spray and it still smells like Old Spice. So, is so the, now our office smells like Old Spice. So is am I good to take that home and use it because it's perfectly good yeah. stuff, mm-hmm. but I don't want to give myself some sort of... No, I think you're good. Really? Had I, had I sprayed it and it just smelled like alcohol, I think that would that would have been an indicator that it had gone bad, but no, it still smells like Old Spice. But I'm so more concerned about the good. shampoo mm-hmm. and the body wash mm-hmm. because there's about $10 worth of shampoo and body wash yeah. left there. Yeah. Will... I think you'll be able to determine right away when you're in the shower if it comes out, you know, in a chunk, then yeah. maybe it's no good. But if, if it... someone from the shampoo slash body wash industry, because I looked all over the bottle and I didn't see any sort of best if used by date right. on there. No expiration so I, date. I'm thinking I'm about four or five years into this. So if you think it would be good after four or five years, let me know and I'll take it home. Otherwise, I'm going to pitch it. I've left a large collection of stuff on your desk yeah if you don't want any of it just uh, pitch it yeah i ended up moving most of the stuff i thought about throwing it all away or having a yard sale and then i thought no no no. i've got too many memories mm-hmm. with too many people who have sent me a lot of that stuff and it would just be i feel like i'd be you know taking a dump on the 
the goodwill and generosity of people, listeners who have sent the stuff to me over the years. I so did, I kept most of it. I did grab you another trash can, by the way. Thank you. I noticed that you filled up the uh, other trash can with shoes. Yeah, I had a lot. Those shoes have been there a lot. I have no idea Apparently. how those. I have no idea how those <laughs> shoes got there either. Again, <laughs> clearly. I, Some memories I, were made. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Casey's like, how are you doing? I was like, oh, I feel like I'm pitching away my life here. Yeah, but. I know. It's an emotional experience for you. We'll make new memories in the front my, office. My favorite thing, though, about them moving me up to the front yeah. is now I can put my governor is an idiot sign right in the window. <laughs> and everybody can see it. And everyone, when they walk past all the executives yeah. or whatever's going to be on this floor, yeah. will now see that every time they walk uh-huh. by. I'm very excited. So um, I wanted to talk about something as well. Oh, I know exciting. that you're having a big day moving your office and everything. I don't know if you caught this uh, last week. The Biden administration announced an additional $4.8 billion in student loan debt transfer. Oh, that's going to affect 80,000 borrowers. Congratulations. Uh, so far, the uh, the total debt cancellation by the Biden administration has topped nearly $132 billion and it affects more than 3.6 million Americans. That's pretty wild, Casey. I didn't know you could just cancel debt. Uh, but, you know, yeah, apparently if you're Joe Biden, you just, you know, wave a magic wand Crazy. and these things happen. But Rob, over the weekend, yes. uh, the dude and I did something. Uh, and I want to share it with you. How exciting. It, this is one of those braggadocious moments. Yeah, absolutely. So without any government assistance or student debt transfer, yes. we made the very last tuition payment to Purdue for our child. Ever! Congratulations. So we, you, we worked, yeah. we saved, yeah. we paid. That's great. That's the way it's supposed to work, right? Yeah. Okay. So my question to you is, why did you not make your daughter pay for this? Well, she had a part-time job to help supplement her lifestyle. Yeah. Um, but that's our gift to her, right? It's nice. We didn't count on anybody else but ourselves Exciting. to help create that for her. Uh, not everybody's path is a, a four-year college degree. Yeah. I understand that. However, that was her direction. But we didn't rely on anybody to make that happen for her but us. I love that. The final so payment nice of, of college. College tuition ever. So now you are like, isn't it Dave Ramsey to do the debt free thing? Because mm-hmm. I know you paid for your house in $100 bills. Sure. So you're done with that too. Sure. So you're just I mean, debt the world free, is your baby. Debt free. And now Jim can buy a whole bunch of new uh, pressing machines. He better not. Machines. He better not. <laughs> but I can't tell you how amazing that is. I mean, <laughs> I, that's great. I love that. And uh, I, I, love I, I have to get a, a lot of credit to her, to her dad, the dude, because now, he was the one who was smart enough to figure out how to make that happen. My question: No scholarships, you, no government assistance, right? no uh, n- no no anything from anybody else. Just hard work from mom and dad. I um I remember my final college payment, Casey. Yeah, and I literally did it in cash. Yeah. And I said, count it. (laughs) (laughs) Just show up with a roll of pennies. Um, Do you worry that she will not appreciate it as much as she should since she didn't have to pay for it? No. Do you worry about that? No, because she thanks us often. She knows. She she knows. Trust me. She's reminded of it. Well, I mean, in fairness. We let her know. I thank you all the time for being here, and I don't mean it at all. So, I mean, do you believe her her sincerity when she thanks you? Yes, I do, because uh, she's a nice person. (laughs) I do believe her. I think I think she knows. She understands. Hey, sp- uh, c- congratulations for you. Uh, you're debt-free. You live in a mansion. Your kid has no college debt. It's not a mansion. Uh, and Kevin and I are here barely being able to pay our bills. So congratulations. <laughs> Way to rub it in our face. Hey, I did want to say, I, 
I forgot to mention this because of Radiothon. Yeah. I met a guy uh, last week who's a huge fan of our show. Yeah. I was bartending a Christmas party, and he was the caterer. Rodney was his name. Mm -hmm. Uh, Cochran's is the catering company, by the way. They do a lot of the catering at the golf course. And Rodney uh, walked over and goes, are you? And I just stopped him in mid-sentence and said, yes. Yes. (laughs) And he goes, I didn't believe it, but my son-in-law who works here, he told me it was you. And I said, well, it's not Elvis. Yes, I I work in radio, so Mm -hmm. I must work as a second job. Mm -hmm. And Rodney's story, this is amazing. I don't know how old Rodney is. Maybe he's in his late 60s. I don't know. He runs his catering company. They're gangbusters on the catering company. They do all sorts of weddings and events and parties. Mm -hmm. And he started when he was very, very young, like as low as you could possibly get. I think he said he was like a dishwasher somewhere. And over time, throughout his whole life, he worked his way up. He worked his way up into management of of running places and then eventually bought a Pizza King and sold the Pizza King and now owns this catering company. And his whole life has been about employing other people Mm -hmm. and paying it forward Mm -hmm. and giving charity to other people. And it was just the greatest story ever to hear this guy's story about how he did it just all on his own because he believed in himself and hard work. And so, Rodney, it was phenomenal meeting you and your family the other night. Thank you for listening to the show. And I meant to say that the other day, but it's we have so many cool people, Casey, who listen to this program Mm -hmm. every single day. It was just, I am just always blown away at the people who give of their time to us every single day. And so I absolutely wanted to to mention that. And I totally forgot because of Radiothon. Well, thank you, Rodney, for listening. Hey, I wanted to mention to you, I don't know if you saw this, but uh, you know, every year Pantone comes out with their color of the year. Who? Pantone. Who is that? You know, they're like the ones that do the paint chips no when idea. you go into the uh, hardware store oh, to paint a like wall. Like I, I want a magenta purple. Right, yeah, right. Okay, that's the so, com- there's an actual company. Yes. And these guys, they officially, every year, they announce the color of the year. Oh. And it's supposed to embody the the feelings uh-huh. of that year. So they have come out and announced that peach fuzz <laughs> is the color of the year for next year. It's, uh, it's supposed to enrich mind, body, and soul. Peach fuzz. It's like when Kevin tries to grow a beard. Mm-hmm. There it is. Peach fuzz. Color of the year for next year. It's 955 with Kendall and Casey on... 93 WIBC.